What's up, y'all? Welcome back to See It Through My Eyes. I am Ricky, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, my cousin Jesus and my good friend Ian. And today we got another big treat for you guys. We got a guest, a good friend of mine, former roommate, Mr. Darian. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I really appreciate it. Man. Uh, good. That's good contribution. <laughs> Great contribution. I'm also glad to be here. I hope that you all are doing well tonight. That's even better contribution, <laughs> Jesus. Way to go. Standing ovation. I know, right? So how are you guys doing? Hey, it's all good, you know? <laughs> like, we're... But we, it's still surprising that we're in November, considering everything that's happened up this year. But, I mean, we're moving our ways along. So, I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that, right? Uh, I, I myself am doing okay. A little bit sleep deprived, but it, it's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Still here. Still ready. Still prepared. I'm uh, actually, I'm actually magnificent. See, he gets oh. it. <laughs> He's so he is so positive, guys. I'm magnificent because I just I just set this up on my phone and this it just dawned on me how how advanced we are like in technology and how we're able to just set this up live and to be able to share this after you know we get done with the world with other people who are vision impaired literally uh, people that we went to these institutions with and got to know and we can actually show them what we can accomplish. Mm. Which that is, was is, just is, inspiring. Is I was not ready for that. <laughs> That's right, people. Take notes. <laughs> this is better than fortune cookies. Yes. This man has wisdom. Yes. That literally blindsided me. Pun not intended, but still. Oh, uh, there he goes, starting with his little puns. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> so, what's on the agenda today? So, just like last week when we did our interview with JJ, this week is going to be with D over here. We're going to start our interview, but first we want to do a little intro, give the spotlight to him. So, D, you want to tell our uh, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Darian Bernard Bailey. I am 26 years old. I just recently turned 26 November 1st, so happy belated birthday to me. Um, I <laughs> thank you, thank you. I I am currently an investor in a uh, trading investing group called Trade House, and I'm actually partnered with another company called I Mastery Academy, which is a network marketing company. And what we do is we trade in currencies in the foreign exchange market. I am at Chicago State as well as a psychology student. Um, this semester was a bit overwhelming for me, so I am um, actually regrouping just to be ready for 2021 and um, in January to continue my studies. And I actually started at Ball State University as a pre-medicine student. And um, in 2015 is when I had to Cut that journey a little bit short uh, because I started to experience uh, a genetic mutation called Libra's hereditary optic neuropathy. And what that is, is cellular apoptosis or cellular death in the optic nerve. And it happened around September. It started around September 2015. 
and it gradually um, became noticeable in November um, as I was turning 21. And when I got it checked out, I um, I realized they told me um, at the eye specialist that they couldn't really figure out what it was because my eyes were in perfect condition. So I kept going to other doctors and ophthalmologists. And eventually I, I reached a neuro-ophthalmologist who diagnosed me with LHON um, because I was tested uh, with the a DNA blood test. So they said that, you know, they found out it was genetic. And I had a cousin who uh, is a little bit older, but he experienced the same thing, except at a much faster rate. And it probably happened a little bit gradual in me because I'm younger. But as um, as I was becoming visually impaired, I came back to Chicago from Ball State University in Indiana. And I started at Iquiwood, which is the Illinois Center for Rehabilitation and Education. And um, I, I started there um, pretty much a year after I stopped at Ball State in 2015. And I just jumped right back into it. I took all of the classes that I could, and I took um, the ADL activities, daily living, keyboarding, the um, the uh, other classes that they have, and I, I completed the course. I completed all the courses by the summertime, and that's where I got to Chicago State. And um, I was inspired to go to Chicago State by um, the counselor up there, Mr. Rinka Pringle. So. She was actually an alum of that school, and she inspired me to continue um, at Chicago State University, um, just to you know, just to show that somebody visually impaired can actually complete school and get a degree. You know, it is possible um, for anybody that is like trying to complete a journey like that. Um, so that's just um, that's just a little bit about what I do. Um, I'm involved in a fraternity as well. I, uh, I crossed in 2015. Uh, the same year, I actually started to lose my sight. And it was one of the most amazing years, actually. So <laughs> I, I st when, I, um, when I started losing my sight, I had to start here in the can. I know I became a little bit secluded and isolated, but then I got comfortable with myself. And as I learned more um, I, and continued to just kept going, I just, I just gained so much out of it. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty much what it is to me so far. So I'm still working on it and growing and developing. No, yeah, that's, that's great, awesome, man. Dude. <clears throat> Very insightful answer. Been a long for the man. We really need to install a laugh, uh, clapping track. Thank you. Thank you. Wait for him or for me? Darian. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him too. <clears throat> um, you want to tell the audience a little bit how we met, D? Yeah, so um, me and Ricky actually met through um, a mutual friend, Balzar, who was actually my roommate when I went to Agriwood. And um, he actually ended up becoming uh, my roommate at the... Uh, at the apartment of North for visually impaired. And um, yeah, like I eventually ended up uh, moving out, but we um, we stayed close and we, we connected and uh, we would take 
you know, walks and around and just actually like bond. And I actually, you know, it, it, it gave me, it gave me faith that there are people that were visually impaired that weren't, you know, that weren't always, um, yeah. We're just, you know, upset about it. We're just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Doing yeah. it in, in a, a negative perspective. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty cool, man. Just the two months that we, we uh we were together. It was pretty cool. The, the those two months we got lost in a cemetery once. That was an interesting journey. Never thought I was gonna end up wow. there I, yeah. before my time. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually how, fun, man. How, yeah, it was a lot. Who of fun. had the idea of going to a cemetery? It's Michael. It wasn't an idea. <laughs> it, it just happened. Just happened. <laughs> oh my god! It's one of those. It kind of just kind of happened on his own kind of things. Like, this isn't what we planned, but, I mean, since we're here, we might as well, I don't know. We, I, but we enjoyed it, though. Like, I was, I just yeah. was like, okay, we're in the cemetery. So we just kept walking. It was, it was, it's been a minute since I've been into a it cemetery. Was, it's been years. So it was just a, <laughs> it was an experience, actually. Yeah. I haven't been to one. In, in our defense, it was a blind moment, and it wasn't like we were trying to get in there. It was just we were trying to find our way back. Uh-huh. Right, we were trying to go home. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, we were. I, I was telling him, I was like, dude, man, you know my people are used to jumping over fences, so let's just jump over the gate over oh, there. But, right. I mean, luckily, we, we found a worker in there that he was like, you guys shouldn't be in here. Which I want to yeah. know something. We were in, a, in, in the cemetery and almost reached the air, but it was a dead end. <laughs> the worker ba- that was spiritual. I'm telling the worker you. basically told y'all, Yeah, y'all gotta go back the way you came. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, it was- <laughs> so you guys ready to uh, get into it? Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm ready. <clears throat> All right, guys. So, similar to our interview with JJ last week. It's gonna be the same, uh, the same thing for this episode. We're gonna ask a couple questions to Mister D over here. We're gonna rotate. It's gonna go Ian, Jesus, then moi. So, uh, Ian, you want to start? Okay, I will. But first, why do you gotta get some name like that? Oh come on, just get to the questions, goddamn! You ain't, you ain't special. God, like, <laughs> the hell was that? Moi. I'm anti-bullying, and this, this man is over here just. <laughs> Putting me down. Fine, you know, fine. I'm gonna get the ball rolling on this. Mom, mom, tell me I'm special. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm gonna just get the ball rolling on this, Mister Moi, whatever you call yourself. So, you know, I, I, I was technically in special ed back in high school. But continue. <laughs> My God. So, so there he is. I guess my, the first question to kind of get us going here is: Was your social life? impacted by your visual uh, disability? Like, did you feel an impact on your just social life? Definitely, yes. I, I did. Um, I I had just crossed in a fraternity, like I had said earlier. And, um, after after a while, I just I, I had to separate myself because it got to the point where it was difficult to do everything. Um, I, you know, I was driving, and so mm. I couldn't, I couldn't go to events, and you know, I, it was getting dangerous actually because <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I was driving late at night, and I'd be driving by myself sometimes, and you know, and 
with that, you would, you know, to be social, you have to be able to travel. You got to be able to do it. Sure. And, you know, I, I had yeah. to slow down like a lot and just focus on work eventually. And even with work, you know, work got to be the same thing, difficult and just dangerous, you know, because I'm like, okay, this, you know, I'm visually impaired. You know, I was working at McDonald's. It's like, you cannot just keep putting your eye that close to the grease. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, I need yeah. to work, but it's just like, even with that, like work life, going from social life to work life, and I just, I had to just keep, I was kind of forced to kind of isolate myself. I mean, now that I think about that, but yeah, like I just, I just couldn't do, I just couldn't do stuff as, as, as much as, uh, you know, I wanted to. So social life kind of dwindled. I see. But I built it back up. Yeah. I built it back up, like going into IP Wood. Like that's really what helped me. Like going into IP Wood. Mm. Right. It's a journey. It's the beginning of the journey. So, my question would be for you. I know you touched on it a little bit, as you said. Certain things became harder to do. Um, Sorry. Could you go more deeper into like what aspects were affected of your of your social life because of your visual disability? Like any family aspects or aspects with older friends before you had so, it? Were they still around? You know? Yeah. So I just, I mean, because of the fact that I was actually, I, I am still that really social person, but I can't. Uh, well, I won't say that. I would. I will say that right now, I'm learning to express my social nature in different ways. Cause before I was the type of person to um, take my, my sister out to um, uh, a concert or something like that, or take, you know, my little brother and sister out to dinner, you know, take my little brother out to like, you know, Best Buy or something like that and buy a game. Like just, I was super social, super intimate like that with my family and mm-hmm. and with my friends, I was the same exact way. And so- right. um, when I, I couldn't do when I couldn't do that, it's just, you know, people wanted to do stuff with me, but I was like, I couldn't even reciprocate that. So it's, you know, um I don't know, like I, I had to feel like really long periods of like solitude and loneliness because I just even on social media, like I, I just couldn't even enjoy it like I, I used to. So I just I cut a lot of that stuff out myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to kind of, you know, put everything together from the inside before, you know, you kind of put yourself out there to the outside. Mm-hmm. But that's great, man, that you you were able to do that. I'm an idiot. When Jesus said older oh, friends, I was like, the fuck is he talking about? Older oh, friends? Like people in their 40s or some shit? I, I, it took me a while to kind of process. I was like, oh, he means like friends from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we worked on these questions, and yeah, I'm still very blown away by a lot of these. <laughs> nice, nice. <clears throat> Thank you. So, so the uh, being visually impaired, you know, it's always an adventure out there, also, just in the public. Have you ever encountered or, you know, felt some type of way? Uh, uh, as for sighted people or people who weren't visually impaired. Um, their approach towards you or how, you know, how they would come up to you either to ask you for help or maybe curiosity to know what was wrong with your, you know, what was your visual impairment? Most people have a generous approach to it. 
it's it's very few people who are probably not aware of how to approach you correctly. But most people will ask you or ask me, uh, oh, you know, do you need help or, you know, can I help you? And I, you know, which is totally fine. But some people, well, few people, there's been a few people that just grab me. It's like, <laughs> you can't just grab me. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I mean, but most people, yeah. most people know what to do. Yeah, because approach is de- approach is definitely everything. Like we've stressed this so <laughs> yeah. many times in this podcast. I think it's not even a joke. It's just it's kind of beating a dead horse. It's just you know if you have a kind of way of approaching people, just in general, and there's rules and guidelines to that that shouldn't shift or change because the person has special needs. There's still protocols when it comes to just approaching people, like need like special needs or not so i mean it's it's really good that it's not really much of an too much of an issue for you you know no <laughs> yeah it's just it's, it's just like it's just social norms it's like come on like what are you doing like, <laughs> well i guess my next my next question would be like are you an introvert or an extrovert and then like, was that decision for how you define yourself to be influenced by your, you know, disability? I am an extrovert. Awesome. Yes, I am an extrovert. I am, uh, I, I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't my visual impairment that, um, that really like affected that it was more of like my my mood towards it and it was like the the downside to that extra you know the extrovertness like when they when they don't feel extroverted mm-hmm. um you just want to stay inside all day yeah yeah but yeah i see yeah, like that that had to <laughs> you know that oh. i had to get back out like <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> yeah so Going on from uh, the extroversion to education, uh, what was it like going through the fraternity and dealing with people like at the time? Like, could you describe like your academic experiences? Even even at Ikery Wood, could you describe that if you want to? Well. <clears throat> From my from my perspective, it seemed like everybody was doing the best that they could, mm-hmm. and it was it was a pretty cool environment. But I noticed that it was kind of it was very draining um, to be mm, to be there. Um, and I, like I just I, that's why I did I did a lot while I was there just to kind of like escape from that place because mm. um, of how draining it was. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of the, um, you know, some of the some of the people there were cool, you know. So it was it was a lot of bonded ideas. So I feel like that helped me, you know, through my mm-hmm. journey. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel alone. Yeah, I think it was beneficial overall. Mm-hmm. That's good. And uh, mm-hmm. like the, the classes, the classes helped me to to be able to complete the the actual college semesters at Chicago State because. 
I had to learn Braille when I was doing presentations in Braille. People were amazed. They was like, oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you did a presentation in Braille. And I was like, I just, you know, oh, I just I had to do it <laughs> somehow, some way. So I just did it in Braille. Yeah. But it's just stuff like little stuff like that, being able to know every key on the keyboard. And it, it's not like I didn't know the keyboard before, but now it was like, I, I really know it. And mm. I just, I was really able right. to adapt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was all—it yeah, yeah. was all like because I, I put in an effort, and I noticed that a lot of people up there like they felt like they couldn't get through the classes, and you know that, that the, the material was difficult. But you know, <laughs> it just—that I feel like when you put in the effort, you are gonna get the results back. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So the classes were all there. Right. like I just took advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think when, you know, <clears throat> I know a lot of people get blown away by when they see, you know, like, how do they do that? You know, like if we have magical powers or some shit, it's like, I mean, it's not one day to another either. We're not daredevils that, you know, we wake up with superpowers now. Like we do got to find our way to adapt to it. We got to practice. We got to master it and we got to apply it. Like there, I mean, you're, you're, you don't choose it. But there, there ain't no way to get rid of it. Like you're, you know, you're visually impaired or you're blind, and un, until you, you know, maybe if there is a surgery to, to cure it, there's really nothing else you could do. So you got to find a way to live your life. Yeah, you, know? you definitely do. And I have to always think about that because sometimes, like, I just be wanting to just, I don't know, like I just. Everything be moving so fast, like, you know, like, I don't know about y'all, but to me, everything be moving so quickly. Like, you know, you mm. got to be on your phone a lot. And, um, you know, you just have to depend on a lot of people. You know, and sometimes it feels like you can't just take time to just do stuff like. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, like it used to. Like, I don't know, have any of y'all been able to, to see, like, before? No. To like, see like you drive or anything. What do you mean? Oh no, I, I've drove him before, but th- that that was more because you know my friends were dumb the, and they let me drive. The last, <laughs> In the, the last park, time I think I, and I still behind, the like the wheel of any vehicle was, I think it was years ago. I was trying to, you know, I explained my family was trying to get used to the whole he's half blind thing. But it was back then at Haunted Trails when they used to have that uh, go-kart track where the kids kind of just <laughs> run around it for a couple of times. And it got to that point at the end where, you know, all the cars have to line up on the side so they can drive it to where they, you know, park it so then the other uh, customers can get their turn on it. I did not see them line up on that, so I kind of pulled, like, to the side and, you know, the person was on announcement, like, would this, you know, car number, you know, go around or whatever. And I was just sitting there just like, oh, God, what's this idiot doing? Like, hurry up so we can all, like, get moving. And, you know, just I was sitting there thinking he wasn't talking to me or whatever. And then it got to the point when uh, even uh, he had to start describing the color of the car. And I was just sitting there like, oh, that's familiar. That car sounds exactly like the car I'm in. It wasn't. It wasn't until oh they God. started yelling like "Go around!" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're talking about me." And I have never been behind a vehicle ever since that. That was that wasn't exactly. That was the last time I decided to do anything. Be vehicle, uh, vehicular. 
See, he he is what leads to road rage. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Ian. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Driving while it's blind. Okay, it's okay. You know what? I, I, I can admit, I, I drove while blind as well. Like, my friend also let me. But he let me drive on the street with, with other cars. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I yeah, no, he's, he's, he's crazy. See? <laughs> <laughs> See, we were in a parking lot, and I still managed to crash into air because I, I, I legit thought I was, I was, I was about to hit, car, and I just hit the brake. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, brake, brake, brake. I was like, oh, my God. Can't even see the car. <laughs> I need to put brails on these brakes, man. Put some bro on the steering wheel. Maybe, maybe that'll help. Put some bro on the steering wheel. Oh, no. Put a well, are you gonna read it through your feet while you're trying to, you know, do your thing? That seems kind of yeah. Hey, hey, why not? You can do it. Yeah, I bet you somebody out there knows how to do that. I mean, get a C and I mean, it... horse oh or some God. shit to pull the car. Somebody write that down. We're gonna invent this. When I be in the flash cabs or when I be in the the, uh, other taxis or the the pace vehicles, I always feel like I'm on other people's time, and that's what like Uh I used to be able to drive. I was like I was always like my own time. You know, I feel like I could just move my own pace. You know, you be in the vehicle with other people sometimes, and people get like it's just too much. (laughs) That's true. I I didn't want to deal with that. I'm glad you bring that up. I don't think we really talked about that. Like, um, because I'm the same way. I rather would walk, prefer mm-hmm. to walk and take mm-hmm. CTA than to yes. take pace or any of that transportation. Because it is kind of like you don't know what time they're going to get there. You got to, you know, I mean, now because of COVID, you don't have to deal with, you know, multiple people in one in one car. Unless somehow you still manage to piss yourself off while you're on there. <laughs> that's that's a whole individual problem. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of like, you, you know, traffic, all that shit that but just, you know, you know piles up. I got my time back because I learned how to actually do stuff like that. And then I got to the point where I had to let the pace vans go. I, I just strictly took the, the trains and the buses. And I was like, okay, I found out about the cabs. Yeah. I was like, okay, I could just take the, the taxis or Ubers because even Uber got to be annoying because they'll leave you, you know, and I still had to, I had to pay oh. that cancellation fee so many times. <laughs> Used to blow me, but yeah. Mm. I... Yeah. So, Darren, we are. I know you talked about a little bit about uh when you lost your vision, or you know, you became visually impaired. You secluded yourself. Where during that time, or even kind of when you were kind of grasping the whole concept of being visually impaired, did you ever felt in any way excluded? Yeah, I, I definitely felt excluded because I felt misunderstood. I remember when I was uh, doing like a barbecue at my uh, old school at Boston University. Uh, one of uh, the guys in my fraternity actually he he was in front of me, and I I couldn't tell because I was I got to the point where I was just I was going through emotions. <laughs> mm. I was just trying to support. I was trying to help. You know, yeah. people couldn't understand that I could barely see. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't carrying the cane in. Right. From other people's perspective, they just like he just moving. He just not even looking at us. Going to acknowledge yeah. me. I'm hearing them like, and they like, "Hello, like, you don't see us." I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that better be a rhetorical like, question. I had, to, I had to always continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? In different situations, people just didn't get it. 
and I didn't get it. <laughs> and then it was just <laughs> like mishap after mishap. But yeah, like, I mean, I got it together eventually. People understand. And then I started getting more comfortable carrying my cane. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it got easier. Yeah. Yeah, we, we ran into some oh, few problems God. when we were walking oh, before, man. remember? <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny that people, when you're visually impaired and they know that you're visually impaired, they they kind of expect you to it's, still it's, not make any mistakes or, you know, to still be able to see everything. And then if you're if you got a cane, they expect it to be completely blind and, you know, you can't do anything by yourself. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's one way or another sometimes. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but, uh, like, my no. next question was going to kind of be on that, where it's like, did you experience some kinds of uh, discrimination because of your uh, disability? Because, like, I know in our world, when the word discrimination comes up, the first things we jump to mainly be like racially, like, you know, racially. And then underneath that will probably be gender. But there is discrimination even within the disabled community. Even I know it's not, I guess, mainstream the way that people like to talk about it. But just because it's not as mainstream as like racially discriminated or genderly, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So did you experience like you know discrimination because of your uh, disability at any time? You know, I believe that uh, it's all about like perspective because I, I feel like I I just didn't I didn't expect people to treat me differently mm-hmm. because of it. So I just I just behave myself and <clears throat> and and people just they just knew, like oh, okay like you know he's he's competent he's capable of, of doing this internship or completing this course so people never no people i didn't experience discrimination Mm-mm. that's good yeah. you're also a pretty big dude so they were probably like yeah we we let's not go too close to him. <laughs> yeah he might break us in half so for me, the next question that I have for you is describe your strengths and weaknesses. My strengths would be that I'm compassionate, I'm understanding, and I'm able to connect because I have the ability to express myself. And I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though like I I make things enjoyable, so I always know to focus my mindset in a positive way. Um, even though you know it gets tough sometimes, some days. But to me, I <laughs> I keep reminding myself, excuse me, that this is like it's it's a fight for for what you want, like the 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 reality that you're trying to create, or the the dream you're trying to fulfill, the destiny you're trying to reach. So, you know, it's I like I, I look like we look around and we see like everybody got something like that's that they dealing with. And you know what I'm saying? It may not be physical, mm-hmm. but you know, we gotta help each other up. That's true. Like what else are we gonna do? <laughs> Ain't no point of putting nobody else down because we all got something that we dealing with like this. Hmm. Agreed. 
So he's bringing up a point. It's like, you know, we live in a world that there's something going on with everybody every day. And, you know, the issue that we still have yet to kind of grasp is we can't be judgmental because we don't know. Like, we know we're not in everybody's situation. And before we try to, I guess, call something as, uh, you know, either black and white or it's just, well, you know, if it was me in a situation, I probably would. It's like, we do need to stop and think where, you know, you're not in there. You're an outsider looking in and you don't even know what the choices were that a person in that particular uh, situation, what choices they had to consider. It's just like, you know, my mom has always been adamant about it. It's just, you know, I'm going through stuff and, you know, just like I'm going through stuff and I should always assume that the person next to me is also going through stuff. So before, you know, we just get into, I guess, trying to write off a life, trying to, you know, I'm going to tell them what's what, we need to be more compassionate. We need to be more compassionate. And we really need to think, like, you know, before we speak. Because, I mean, these days I can definitely, like, you know, say for sure that, you know, a single interaction or even a word can be the very difference between, you know, I guess somebody opening up about their life and actually, you know, connecting to somebody like, you know, heart to heart, or it can sometimes go in a different direction where, you know, it can go into like very poor results. Like, you know, death and life is uh, held in the power of the tongue. So it's very important that we, you know, be mindful when we interact with other people. Okay. So wait, no, I think that's what kind of drags us back. No, to... go ahead, go ahead. What? I think that's also what kind of drives us back to sometimes that that holds us back. That because I've learned that that self victimization that you kind of isolate yourself in your own world that you're the only one going through something. And what I've heard and seen a lot is when pe- two people get together, they're going through two completely different situations. But one has to be it's like people are trying to be proud that they're going through something, you know, and it's like the, the they'll start comparing and, you know, oh, no, I'm my situation is worse than yours. It's like at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. We're all going through something. It's not about who's going through what the worst. Like it's we got to learn how to be more compassionate people. We're all going through something. And maybe in your eyes, it might not the other person's situation or suffering or struggle might not be as much, you know, as big as yours. <clears throat> but I promise you, it, it might be the same thing, vice versa. Because well, you even, know, we we all even into that shit. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Like you know, the I'm sorry. Somebody called me. My phone's <laughs> not on. Do not disturb. You're good, you're good. You're good bro. <laughs> I, we were. We, uh, we covered for you. But, we covered um, for you. But it's just. <clears throat> yeah, but I feel like um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like my weakness you know, is that uh, fuck we 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 can go for our I'm, for hours. I'm working on uh, being more like how I'm so how I was so giving to like my family and friends. I'm I'm learning to be more of that to myself, so I can so I can excel in life because I feel like mm-hmm. I was I wasn't managing my energy well. I feel like I was just doing a lot and it was unorganized. So now I'm learning to just be more in alignment and just like you know give what I can, not even in the sense of financially, but just like, you know, energetically as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so cause mm. that's how I feel like I, mm. 
I got to the point where I got so stressed out yeah. where my body started to break down and I, I experienced this uh, because I was I was doing a lot. I was having to do too much. Like and it just, I just wasn't investing my energy well and I wasn't taking care of my body. And that was I mean that was a main part of it. <laughs> so now I'm just learning to do that mm-hmm. more just to be able to like structure right. my day and, you know, eat when I'm, you know, eat on a regular basis and, you know, work out on a regular basis, stretch and, you know, mentally stimulate myself and, you know, practice, you know, my spirituality, practice, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> it just, you know, not, um, and not be uh, so, I guess, giving of like all, all of that personal time and personal energy to others. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and that's not that. That ain't a bad thing. I think sometimes as humans, we kind of we kind of hold ourselves that we, you know, for our loved ones especially, we're supposed to always be there. And this goes on beyond, you know, being disabled or not. You there. You we gotta learn that there has to be at least some point in our day where it has to just be me time. You know, like we can't, especially for family. It's like, I mean, everybody got their own shit. Like we said, everybody got their own shit going on and we're not obligated to take care of somebody else's stuff when we're also going through something or sacrifice, you know, self-work on ourselves because we, you know, we got to be there for other people. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think it's great that we, you know, we try to be there for for the people we love. But we, I mean, can't forget the people we love has to also include us. You know what? You know, ourselves. Not only that, too. Like, one thing I've learned over the years is before, you know, I can go out and be there for, like, you know, family, friends, or whatever, I have to make sure that I have enough energy, like, you know, for myself first. Because, like, if I barely have enough energy just for me to get by, like, how's my mental health? How am I doing emotionally, spiritually, all that? If I don't have enough energy for me, how can I give you what? Like, how can I give you stuff that even I don't have? Because then it's just go, like then it's just gonna be uh, it's gonna affect both of us. Whereas like you know I'm just not there. I might physically be present, but I'm just not there like in the room and like it's gonna be noticed. So like it is important to have moments of self care. Like you know, tons to have like you know just am I doing okay? Am I fine? It's questions that, you know, we do need to ask as much as possible, but now more than ever, because humans, we know how to fake it. We know how to just, you know, smile in front of somebody and say, hey, everything's all right. I'm doing fine. And in truth, it could be the direct opposite. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> with all that being said, let's get back to the questions, because yeah. we're like halfway and we're never going to finish. Uh so transition to the next question, Darian. <clears throat> Do you ever have you ever thought if you weren't visually impaired or you never had to struggle with that the yeah, condition that your life would be any any different? It's just certain things that I'm realizing now. I feel like I would have realized a lot sooner had I not been visually mm-hmm. impaired. Um, but also, just it's been keeping me in a great space, just because I know. I, you know, everybody, everybody else is probably dealing with just so much, so much pressure and so much, um, you know, from everything that's been going on with the pandemic. And I know, like, you know, a lot of people with disabilities and, 
you know, we all, you know, we all at least get something, you know, but I don't know, like, I just feel like, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I know my next question was kind of under misunderstandings and like if you either got misunderstood or your disability or whatnot but you touched on that already so I'm gonna jump to my next one and uh that one is you know how your relationship with your family like has that been affected by your uh you know disability or even if it didn't at all because you know I know family Sometimes when like they have a member that's going through a situation, that it's one of those. Yeah, we're all gonna have to make adjustments to it. And then in other families, it's not the case. Where it's just it's still them. It's just if they have a need or something, just don't hesitate and don't make it awkward. Obviously, so you know, like how is your relationship with your family? Did it change because of your disability, or is it roughly the same? It's, it's it feels to me as though it's expanding, um, because like like we know like we everybody got their own thing. So like it's not like it's not like my sister is like always super connected to my my friend. Like she has something, you know, she may have something going on. My my little brother, um, so and I don't know. Like he had, everybody has like a different perspective because he's at home but he wants to leave and it's just like that what I'm realizing now is not just me it's mm-hmm. just like it's a it's an energy thing like people we used to have like family reunions like back in the day for real but now it's like like people are just like isolated yeah. in general that's true yeah exactly yeah and it just actually that's just, true and that was pre-COVID too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made it a, a lot worse. Because <laughs> I mean, now people, people it just made it a little bit worse to get on um, Facetime calls or like yeah. to show their face on like the Zoom, the Zoom meetings and everything like that because they have that much social anxiety. But it's just like we're that's not natural to us. I believe it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We just don't because <laughs> well, we, we just can't see each other. Because again, we are humans. We require uh, social stimulation, and I know on that spectrum, you know, people. I know, like, so people go in different, uh, <laughs> I guess, boxes for whatever kind of stimulation they need socially. But um, I know, just in general, we do require just some kind of social practice. And when everything that's happened here happened it did make a lot of people shift like you know like extroverts kind of having to somewhat keep that but obviously just through zoom calls and uh you know facetime and kind of shifting them in positions of being introverts and then even some introverts they want they flip to even being extroverts now because back then it was their choosing to be an introvert but now that it kind of got mandated you know stay in the house, you know, kind of limit your social activity. Now they want to be the opposite. Like, it's very weird how things have kind of shifted because of this pandemic, honestly. I believe that um, a lot of people have also taken advantage of the money to be made, you know, in in this time as well. So a lot of people are probably trying to take advantage Mm. of, like, the things being online. Oh, yeah. 
there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. Like, via the internet. So and I'm just mm-hmm. I, I I've been reading too many books, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to stay clear with I don't know if y'all heard it like the deep yeah. web <laughs> or none of that, but it's yeah, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus been on there. You know, for all the for our audience members for our, that's where we met Jesus. For our audience members, if you guys donate oh money, my. we'll do blind jeopardy. Let's see how that goes. Jesus, Bevels on, 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 on little squares and shit. That'll be funny. kind of fun. No, 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 no. Cut his power. I'm not cutting it out. What? See, you cut off your signal. Okay. All right. So, speaking Jesus, on go. the verdict what? of socialization. Now that you're within the visually, uh, you know, the, the blind slash visually impaired community, uh, is there anything you wish was different within the community? Like how people are treated or organizations, how they are run and anything like that? Well, as far as like, as far as like you're strictly with the individual community, the visually impaired community. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe yeah. that. I, I experienced like a lot, um, a lot of great social activities, great educational opportunities, great employment resources, and um, I saw that I saw that um, this, you know, with the school being right across the street from, you know, the uh, the Chicago Lighthouse, that it was, you know, that made it simple for us and. Um, I do believe that mm-hmm. there can be expansion, though. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. there can be, like, you know, uh, like, other positions that could be made, you know, to, like, there can be, like, th- there's a lot of us. So, you know, we can we can do a lot. We can contribute a lot more mm-hmm. than what they believe. So I think that, you know, there's definitely room for expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, people? Get to it. Get your canes, get your guide dogs, get your glasses, your magnifiers, telescopes, whatever the fuck. Get out there and do something, man. Don't let COVID, don't let nothing stop you. Not to to shoot anybody, but I don't know what people who are are hearing impaired, like are, you know what I'm saying, like are are doing, you know what I'm saying? Like we have, like the the Chicago Lighthouse and the, the, the school for the blind so it's just like yeah you know what i'm saying like we we've proved we got when i went into the store and i was actually able to see like all of the the digital equipment that they had and the magnifiers i'm like we we able to adjust and build just that quick like this is this is amazing like why we gotta we gotta really expand on this No, no, because ain't nobody could do it for us. Then who else but us? We do. We could. We can help ourselves. We can help other people going through a similar situation. I mean, we and they, hell, they we can even go outside of our community and help somebody else out. The hospitals, <clears throat> like the you know, within all these contracts with the state, like <laughs> and even the businesses with the the vending the vending machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just about raising that awareness because 
Like if Double. if the people, the big people won't do it, then it is up to us to, you know, raise that awareness. You know, we have to make that sound, make that noise and show it to them. Because then if we make a deal out of it, they will hopefully reciprocate that and they'll see that it is a need. It is something that they need to like, you know, pull all their, re- put all their resources into because, you know, we're making, I guess, noise about it or yeah, showcasing I mean, I, it. I, I, I worked at the lighthouse and I, I spoke to, to younger guys who, who were asking me questions, like if they could get into school and if they could, you know, enroll into some of the employment opportunities. I, they couldn't find anybody or any counselor. Like I had that information to actually give to them, to help them, you know? So now it was like, imagine what they're doing now, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, mm-hmm. how much they, they producing and giving back. <laughs> so it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking on, on younger people, Darren, for the next question, what would be some advice you would give your younger if self if you were able to travel back travel in time? Back in time. Be I fucking awesome. Yeah, what would be the advice? More. Because I feel as though at mm-hmm. some point, mm-hmm. I got to the point where mm-hmm. how I was saying I was investing my energy incorrectly and I was doing everything and I got stressed out and overwhelmed. I feel like I was unorganized, but if I would have been journaling a lot more, I would have been more attentive to what I was doing and where I was at. Um, and it would have helped me to be able to foresee a lot of like situations that I put myself in. Um, for example, like uh, when I uh, when I first actually, when I first started college at Ball State University, like I was doing well, I had got a, a good scholarship, but I would not have I would not have chosen um, to take like a three-year pre-medicine program. Like if I was to really rethink that out, you know what I'm saying? And it's just certain situations, like if I was journaling, I would have really took mm-hmm. time to like map it out. You feel me? But it's just like, as life went on, I realized like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just moving around. <laughs> I got to slow down and you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is my life too. <laughs> But yeah, right. I would have done a lot. I would have done yeah, a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I guess like my last question is just like just everything that you've been through up to this point here and now. It's like you know what what lessons did you learn just from your life experience up to this point? Because I mean, I gotta be like honest, just like hearing. Your answers up to this point, it sounds like that you learned a whole lot. Just, I mean, I guess that comes from just living itself. Like, you know, you live, you learn, grow, move forward. But you I know, learned that, I learned that we're babies. Learn? I learned that just, the people that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that we, no, I, I'm serious. The people that we, you know, we talk to our age, and we're babies for when I speak to people like my, my grandmother, or when I speak to like, you know, uncles or people that's older, and they've, they've hit many walls in life. Um, and they'd be like, you know, you just got to keep on moving. You know, you just got to keep going. And now I'm just, I'm learning to just do that. So I definitely, yeah. um, I definitely think that, you know, as we expand in life, like that's why I put so much work in now, you know, to show people that this, this is important that we do this. You know, this is important that we make a history. You know, this is like, you know, this is, 
it's something that um, we need to actually to show that we can learn and grow and become better and and actually develop, you know, in a proper way. And that's why I was saying, like, you know, I, I love that I have to organize my life and, and um, take more time for myself to show people that it's possible. Because people be slamming into, you know what I'm saying, all these, these, um, these yeah, these, yeah, these, these ridiculous conceptions of life <laughs> and they, they, metaphorical they and I'm realizing, like, you know, you don't have to be there. <laughs> you don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. You bringing up something because, right. like you know, it's interesting what the mind does. The mind amplifies things more than they are. Like it's very weird that you know sometimes when we hear a negative comment or something, like when we hear something negative, it might just be for that particular moment. But the way the mind kind of likes to trick us, it amplifies the volume of that and replays it back to where it sounds like, you know, it's more than what it honestly is. And so when you're saying that we don't have to be in some of these, you Mm -hmm. know, either stereotypes or even just somewhat these uh, situations that we perceive ourselves to be in, you're, you're really right about it. Like the mind is one of those like muscles that if it's not trained to know how to discern what is just, you know, either a small moment or even it's just like this a little snag in the road or maybe I just got to approach things differently. And it is going to be trying to amplify negativity. It's going to amplify things more than what they but, you really know, are. I, I, what I realized <laughs> about the mind is that it, it's the most powerful organ in the body, right? That's why it sits on top. That's why it sits on top because it's, all of the organs are really powerful, but the mind it sits on top, above the heart, which is the second powerful organ in the body. So, it, it, it is bipolar. It has a left hemisphere and it has a right hemisphere. So it, it can't amplify things that are negative, but it can do the same thing that are positive that are positive as well. And that's mm-hmm. when you get to the point where we can actually go out and create things and we can establish things. And you know, because we get excited about it, then we share yeah. ideas, and that's when we actually get the ability to express, articulate that knowledge to somebody else, so they can actually help us build that. Because when you think about it, like we, <laughs> we really <Yeah>. like <laughs> these. What we're on right uh-huh. now, phones, right? So people back in the day had cans connected to strings. That's what this is: is vibrations through the air. But we we imagine <laughs> that through that amplifying, that magnification of that positive side of the mind to actually create this. Yep. And we and we young, but that's why I said we babies and we think, mm. we think this is technology. <laughs> that's- we haven't even come close to, I guess, scratching. We haven't even come close to really scratching the surface on what it is we can do with the stuff that we have. You are yeah, but like I said, I think it's yeah, it's just it's just I mean it's just <laughs> it's just where you want to be at, like in your mind. I can't I wait to you have body parts in that negative space if you want to. You know, I realize that like when I catch myself getting there, or like like I want to feel sorry for myself, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can't feed that for real. Because if you feed it, you'll you'll you put your focus there, and that's like when you talk about that magnification. That that to me, that's mm-hmm. kind of like. I don't want to say dangerous because I don't want to come out of a place of fear, but it's like you got to be careful, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you will, you end, do. You know, because you don't know where you will end up yeah. if you continue down that path. 
Just like we ended up in a cemetery. Boom, but we did it. <laughs> See, there's, like, I want to, I want to wow. understand. Their trip was meta. Their trip was accidental, but some, in some way, it's metaphoric. That's what happens when you wander too far in negativity. You end up in a cemetery. We was walking away from negative negativity. We was wandering away from it. No, it's it's went too black. <laughs> we just kept walking. So, to get on to my other question, this is going to be kind of completely different, but it still involves the social aspect. Um, how? How has how has dating, dating been? Dating, dating has been so weird for me, um, especially like being like an online like age. Like, of course, like I got attached to doing online dating, mm-hmm. and before like I asked, mm-hmm. I asked maybe like I could count like two girls, three girls out, like and now like would it be online mm-hmm. and. You know that kind of about visually impaired. Like I don't know. Like it's mm-hmm. it's different. Like and I know it's yeah. So it, it is a different beast um, entirely. I would like I, I want to really take the time to do stuff like actually um, how I used to do it. So I don't know. Like I I kind of stopped, you know, eventually and started to focus on like. Um, education is, you know, education my, um, you know, I'm saying career goals and everything like that because I just, yeah, I, I right, can't, right. I can't really get with it right now. It's not, you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, right. I put some time in for real because gotta date like yourself before you go out there dating somebody. Yeah, it was, it's been cool, but. Even with other friends who will tell me about their situation, and it'll be like the same thing. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? I need to do something else. You know what I'm saying? Because I realize this is not where I want to be. And when I start picking up those signs, I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Let me just. Because I, I went through a relationship and I was like, you know, and, and seeing friends right. do the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to keep feeling this. You know what I'm saying? When people feel like they got to help me or, you know, I'm dependent on, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it just did suit me. So now I'm just like, I, I, I put on something else to, to, to feel. And I'm like, let me just work on myself and, and be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, dating is all right, mm. but I can I can separate myself from that for for the time being. That's cool. You know, I can, you know, I can separate myself from that. I don't have to think. I can think about other yep. things entirely, you know. That's cool. That's a yeah, really like the power he has on that because I know, like, especially just, you know, us young people, we want, we definitely try to stress that, you know, got a day, got a day, got to jump into a relationship here, here, there, there. And it's like, if you really know it's just, I'm not really ready for that, or even I'm not just interested in that just yet. And there's other things that I can be taken care of before, like, you know, I uh, try to go into like some kind of a uh, romantic uh, relationship that's fine. It's really rare to hear that from, uh, especially our grouping, because I, I don't know. It's just that whole just we like we need to be with somebody thing, and we need to start debunking that stuff. It's like no, you can get back to it whenever you feel like it. There is other stuff that you can be doing. Like dating does not have to be a priority, and you don't have to even buy into the pressures of just 
find somebody, get with somebody. Mm. It's like all of this stuff happens in due season and due time. So it's just a matter of like, you know, allow giving yourself that grace. Period. Yeah, we we are not here to have like, you know, relationships with other people anyway. Like we're here to like have relationships with ourselves uh-huh. and to be able to like enjoy our life. And some people feel like they indebted to other people. Like, no, we, you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna enjoy um <laughs> like and we we don't have to it's just like it's not we're even die, like we came here alone like a, we're gonna die alone term, accept it but it's more of just like like it's it's like character like yo like which which character trait do you really want to pick up like do you really feel like you really <clears> needy and feel like you want to be with somebody or you know what I'm saying? like do you really want to put yourself in that position or do you feel like you just want to you know what I'm saying? You want to be chill. You want to be cool and take care of yourself. Like, it just be cool. Right. I know. Like, I'm like, it's all about the choices that people make, and that, and that's the thing. Like, when you be making choices mm-hmm. and you be going down that path, you never know where it leads. So, <laughs> like, with relationships, I have, to, I have to really be careful right there because that's you going down a path with somebody at that point, and you got to be careful who you going down that path with. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, it, it's funny because we, me and Ricky, mm-hmm. end up in the cemetery. But I remember one time I was walking with another friend and we ended up ended up in a park like with two deer coming out. And it's just like, you got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like people got to be smart. You got to know who you with, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know what, in any situation. Like it could be a, a business situation. It could be, Girl. you know what I'm saying? With anything. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we make that mistake. It's just, since we're on the subject of relationship, we make that mistake where we come across someone in this particular moment and we make the mistake of thinking that's the person I need to be with for a lifetime. It's like we're making a lifetime decision for a moment that just occurred. And that is some really dangerous, that is a dangerous, you know, predetermined decision to be making. Cause you don't even know. It's like, you don't know what they want out of life. You don't know their ambitions. Yeah. They can be totally different from yours, but we're trying to base like a whole, this is how the life scheme of between the two of us going to be off of just this particular moment. Yeah, I mean, whatever. No, I mean, we. I think uh, we need to cleanse ourselves. Like, sometimes, like, like even with other people who are like in arranged marriages, like they they actually report that they're happier, you know, and and instead of like the, uh, you know, what I'm saying with people, we get to choose like who we want to be with, like, like. Like hand pick, uh-huh. <laughs> like exactly what you want, features, everything, but you know, I still don't be content. <laughs> and you gotta learn too, because I remember growing up, I watch a lot of these TV shows, and you will always see, uh, I love this show, Married with Children, but one thing, like, if I've seen it in real life. Like, uh, you got the husbands and the wives who complain about the partners. Like, oh, you know, I got married to you. I'm with you, but I'm miserable. And da, da, da. and you hear that a lot, even till this day. And it's like, people, you you guys do have a choice. And, you know, some people, some marriages, they, uh, some couples like to use the whole, you know, the child that in the middle, the it, it be, we're staying because of the child, the child, the child. Well, that child is eventually going to grow. And That's that right. child is going to eventually notice, too, you know, what's going on in the household. And you don't want to put them through that shit, you know? So it, it, it's a, I mean, I know it's going from dating to marriage. I know it's two completely different things, but, you know, 
you, you, we, we gotta, be, uh, you gotta be uh gotta be uh what do you call it aware because <clears throat> i mean i'm one of those people that believe you know if you date wrong you're going to marry wrong and then everything after that is probably going to be done wrong so i mean it is a matter of keeping that awareness <clears throat> just even at the dating level because if you stay aware there whatever things happen from that it is going to be that. But I think, you know, that's why I, 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 I said I was focusing so much on myself because I, I feel like I needed to know more of like, mm-hmm. okay, like, this is this is what I want. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I can attract somebody that, you know what I'm saying, knows what I want once I figure out, like, exactly what it is. You know, so. Yeah. So. So, so we need to. I don't mean to come in the middle here. Attract where you are. We we do need to get on with the with the rest of these questions because hopefully this thing doesn't cut up. Yeah, I kind of already hit yeah, my we... last one because well he kinda, <laughs> he already covered a bit of right. understanding. Right. Uh... So one thing I like about you, about you, Darian, from friend to friend, is that you have a lot of self discipline, and that's something that I learned, you know, living with you. Like that, that's one I thing I really uh, um, admire about you. And one, I kind of go on with my question. What is one challenge? <laughs> but what is, what is one thing that you, uh, you feel like one challenge that <laughs> you a, feel you do on a daily basis or that you wish you could challenge yourself, like one aspect of your life? <laughs> one challenge, like a, uh, one aspect of your life that you could challenge yourself on. Like I could focus on uh, would be probably the um, the social aspect. Like more, I feel like I uh, I do tend a lot of my attention to business and education, mm-hmm. and, um, and a little bit of social activity, but. Um, like, I don't know, like, I just, like, I just, I be wanting things to be normalized sometimes, like, sometimes, like, I'm not with all the, the act, like, just too much, I don't know, like, <laughs> I just be wanting things to be a little bit uh, normalized, so sometimes, like, I, I feel like I need to work on, like, actually practicing, like, social activities that uh, will make me, you know what I'm saying, will make me feel better, like, um, you know what I'm saying? So I don't have to like mm-hmm. mm. I if I'm including that into my schedule, you know, that's one of the things that I really want to do. Like if I'm working on like aligning and you know, if I'm I'm growing and developing, these are some of the things that I want. So why not why not go for it? And I mean like it's it's one thing to be in the moment. That's when I realized about relationships too. Like it's 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 just the right. you you think it's forever, like, you know, with the um you know what I'm saying, with the decision that you make, with your schedule, whatever, but it's really like, I don't know, like, it's just like you just, yeah, like, it's just your schedule, so, you know, just about balance. Here, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. both life here, the, the, the business yeah, here, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just, it's just cool. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that I would challenge myself to just be, My, um, so, a little bit more social. I know that I can be like a little bit socially awkward and I, I seclude myself a lot still, but I am I am challenging myself. 
to be more social. Mm. Yeah. And that's a part of life. You got to challenge yourself. And who here isn't yeah. fucking awkward, <laughs> awkwardly true. social? Socially awkward. There you go. See? So my last question for you uh, is, it's kind of a twofer here. So have you found your calling? If so, has it been affected by your visual disability? Um, um, my calling was always writing. And it has not really, it, it's been affecting my disability mm-hmm. but, uh, with the fact that I can't physically like take a pen or a pencil, and write, mm-hmm. but I can still, I can still use my marker. It just ran out today. I'm upset mm-hmm. about it, but like, I was so mad earlier. I was, like, I was angry, but it's like, I do I love writing, so it's like, it, it did affect it in a sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. But yeah, I uh, uh, Them sharpies. I, I feel like yeah, that's it did affect it, but I mean I can still type. It's not the same. Gotta get the highlighter. Um, like I like the keyboard and everything, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's been um it's been affected, mm-hmm. but I've been able to do it in some other ways that's actually been better, really, because I've been able to create so much more. Um, like even when I look back over the stuff that I, I've written, like I'm like I would um. I would think like, damn, I didn't write this, but I did. It's like, but as time passes, you just don't even give yourself mm-hmm. credit. And like, I, that's one of the things I learned too about self self reflection and self respect mm-hmm. is just to give yourself some credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm mean, yes. so, right, and I know that that's. I know gotta that that's celebrate your victories, man. I have so much to give. Like I couldn't. The, the profession that I, I would I would choose like would have to be writing because like I know that I have so much to give like as far as like you know the the storyline and I'm descriptive and I can actually like paint the picture with words and, and people people enjoy that you know I've been doing poetry and I would you know I would actually like <laughs> you know so <laughs> so yeah like I feel like it's been I'm one of broken his own ego. George, you're right. It's been affected. <laughs> Not to that extent where I didn't stop. Hey. That's that's mm-hmm. good. That shows a lot of like self discipline. Yeah, too. it's like you did stop. Right. Yeah. Well, Deborah, wrapping up the interview here. Is there uh, any? Yeah. Viewers, listeners, watchers. uh, I just want to say that um, you know we have to continue to lift ourselves up. We have to continue to lift others up, um, just for the simple fact that we all are striving for something, um, and we all need help sometimes. So it's best to just you know lend a helping hand. And it's best to actually like ask for help too when you need help. Um, that's right. That's what helped me out so much is just learning to just if you if you ask, you shall receive. <laughs> so you know, some people just don't know that. And like we have to actually like explain that to people. Like even if you are visually impaired, even if you are you know handicapped or you know whatever the case may be, <laughs> you know you can like you don't have to be 
yeah. the situation that you think you're in. You know, there, there are things that, um, things that can help you to uh, create a much better life. Um, I've seen it, you know, friends got their they own luxury apartments and, you know, people are, are super wealthy. So we can do anything. Wise words. Yeah. <clears throat> now, before we wrap up the show, I would first, I want to thank you for coming on the show <laughs> and making time to come on and just talk and share with the audience and share with us, man. Really appreciate it, Darian. And uh, you want to tell the people a little bit of uh, what are your goals? Like, what do you what do you have for your what do you see? What's your vision for the future? Well, my vision for the future is that we all become very prosperous, uh, regardless of what's going on, for one. Um, but personally, like, I would love mm-hmm. to, yeah. um, I would love to actually expand on like the business that I'm doing, which is the foreign exchange trading business, and. I have been doing it since August and I've experienced some ups and downs and it, and it's been like similar to, it's been similar to everything, you know, in our lives as visually impaired people. Um, but my goal is to uh, expand upon that because I learned that, um, you know, everything has ups and downs in it, but I really want to prove like loyalty. I really want to show like loyalty to my, to my younger brother. So I actually want to uh, break the ranks in this company. It's, it stops at um, a level called Chairman 750. So my goal is to break the ranks in that company um, just to show that it's just, it's just whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just whatever you focus on. It's just whatever you want to do. It's just whatever you put the work in, you know, you put the effort in. So um, that's just one of the, the goals that I have. And I know that it's going to take about, it's going it's to take about two years, um, one or two years. But mm-hmm. after I get done with that, like I really want to use the, the extra income uh, that we make, um, not just only with the, the ranks, but with the actual foreign exchange market um, to create a, a place called the Jungle Gym. Mm-hmm. I really want to combine three aspects of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health in a form of a gym, a spa, and um, and mm. an actual mental facility, like a, not a mental facility, but like a counseling center, more so. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. I would, uh, I would call I like it jungle gym, um, just because, like, I, I really wanted to be, I really wanted to be like inclusive and fun, and um, like the, the that's that's what it reminded me of, like the jungle gym, like everybody was on, like it was fun. Um, or, I like the fact also it's got multiple parts, just like a jungle gym. It's like, you know, spirituality, man, like, you know, you're putting different parts to it as a whole. That's yeah, like, exactly. I, like that. I think it'd be really fun. I like that. That's good. Once big plans, man, I know you're going to chew. So for the audience, one more time, Darren, you want to promote anything? I know you uh, kind of yeah, promoted um, your brother's, yeah, me and my little you brother and your brother's in, thing. Uh, foreign exchange, market trading. Um, so anybody that wants to actually make extra money on their phone, um, it is it is an Ivy League skill. So it is, it's simple to learn, but it's difficult to apply. That's what I would say. And this is what, what has helped me with self-discipline now. That's why I feel like, no baby and it's not like because I'm just not learning about self-discipline because people have been doing stuff for years. Years. 
<laughs> we just getting started, you know. So it's it's fun in a sense because you mm-hmm. know we get to take this journey. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm excited for it. Like uh, the the foreign exchange trading market is 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 huge uh, right now. It's at seven trillion dollars. So every single day it's in fluctuation. So people just make money off of their phones. Like mm. sometimes, you know, you may lose money, but for the most part, you make money if you learn the skill of investment. And I learned that investing is good in all areas of your life, energetically, financially, you know, emotionally, spiritually. So it's, it's making me more balanced. Yep. So that's why it's an Ivy League skill. Um, and anybody who, um, you know, who is interested and actually uh, should, should contact me. You know, my name is Darian Bailey. So I am, um, yes, I am available at Darian. Do you have like an email where they can reach you at? At gmail.com. There you go, people. If you guys want to make money, if you guys want to get some wisdom by the big guy here, you you know what to read. I I struggle with it on my phone sometimes. (laughs) I learn to use voiceover just to be more special with myself. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just just enjoy it more. So it's it's just another thing that you can do. Like, you know, just to to adapt. That's what's up, man. If if you don't mind, can I promote the email? That we have. Mm-hmm. Hold on, because I'm just gonna. Because uh, we set up an email earlier in the week. Just put it in the description. So, we have an email. Yeah, we have an email now, so people can send us questions if they want to. Uh, yeah. It is see it through my eyes. Capital S E E I T T H R O U G H M Y E Y E S. The numbers 1020, the letters RJI, all capital, at gmail.com. If you guys want to reach us, send us questions and stuff like that through that email, feel free to do so. Seriously, uh, people, I did not know we had that. So I am just, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out too. I'm just finding out about this right now. We have an email? That's right. Email Jesus. Just talk shit to him. Send him uh, hate mail. <laughs> I. Oh, my God. But yeah, guys, uh, again, Darren, we appreciate you coming on. For our audience, if you guys, please check it, check his stuff out. And if you guys want any, this is a wise man. Like, I'm, I'm, I, he's my friend and everything, but I, 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 for real, like, if you guys got any questions for him, reach out to him, to his email. If you got any, if you guys got any questions for us, you got the email right there. Jesus will be providing it in the description. Next week, we'll be continuing on our interviews with another good friend of ours. And yeah, it's Ian's turn to wrap oh, oh, up the show. Like, well, once again, I just no. I yeah, also, hold on. Also, I, What's out there? How can I forget? Uh, I have music. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, YouTube man. as well. At Dan Bay, D A N B A Y. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Negativity by accepting yourself. So whoever you are, accept yourself because you're only going to just collect more blessings. Mm-hmm. Like just as you just accept yourself more and more. So. um I could be found at Dan Bay on YouTube, and I actually did a song with uh, Janae. Mm. She's visually impaired as well, so she plays she plays multiple instruments. So she's she's amazing. It has the most views on it, but yeah, mm. that's all I want to talk about. It's real good, good music, guys. Check check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, well, guys, 
Thank you guys for coming on. Ian, <laughs> take it away. So, like Ricardo said, we're going to be continuing our, you know, guest appearances here on our podcast. Different guests, same questions, you know, you know, the same questions, different, per- different perspective, and then different perspective makes all around good conversation as far as I'm concerned. So, hey, I really hope that you guys stick with us. Um, I do want to issue a very sincere uh, thank you to all of our listeners, whether you're listeners that's listened to all of our uh, podcast episodes up to this point, or even if if you're a newcomer, you just, you know, cruising through your devices, podcast apps, and you stumble across this one, and you just kind of gave us a chance. Like, I really hope that you found this really entertaining, and, you know, I really hope that you like our content, and I mean, if you're willing to stick around with us, we'll be giving you more of that. So, hey, you have Ricardo, also known as Ricky. You have Jesus, referred to as Jesus. And you also have me, E-N, I-A-N, two vowels, one consonant. So, you know, this is just us saying goodbye, and we hope to see you next time. So long for now.